Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Just me, like, laughing, snorting. Get the pagan snorts. Hot. Yeah, yeah. Hot. Whatever. Hot. Hot tamale. Hot. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's the Refair hey. Podcast. I am Pagan, your host this week. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Dan. Hello. Well, hello. <laughs> Um, And if you're joining us for the first time, we are a Refair Podcast based around the Retro Replay show. And we discuss kind of news games and uh anything that happened on the show that we kind of found interesting which is pretty much every show smart. <laughs> every show smart. is all- smart 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 Rem- remind people why they're listening to the replayer podcast yeah we haven't but done that we used to do know. that we used to do yeah. that we did we used to do that we used to open it with that and i thought like if anybody's joining for like the first time and a new listener might be nice to, yeah a new listener listener if you're listening and you are new you <laughs> pop us like a little thing in the chat or the comments or something just so we know that you're there that'd be great thanks yeah um yeah, it's especially if you true. don't want to go back and listen to the rubbish episodes from the beginning <laughs> yeah the, yeah back, back in, the, in the, day. the day back in the day i thought they were all right actually yeah. uh, no we, we had a good run we had a good run um yeah so this week we're just gonna have it have a little chat there are some uh i guess events that happened this week and one of the biggest events was obviously Cyberpunk 2077 was released this week on all platforms. Finally. Finally. It only took <laughs> 84 years. And 24 delays. And 24 delays. Yeah, it's been a long time, but um, really good. I have had, uh, I, I've been very lucky to have uh, downloaded the game and purchased it. And I'm playing it on my PC. Um, I don't play PC games, as Dan well knows, so I'm terrible at it naturally. Well, I mean, you put all that time and energy into building a gaming PC. That's what, what I better thought. way than to play Cyberpunk? That's what I thought. That is what I thought. I thought that you know I've spent a lot of money building this. It's my first ever PC build, and I had just a crazy amount of ideas for games, and then you know. Cyberpunk 2020, 2077 was coming out in 2020. <laughs> it might as well be 2020. Fucking right. Um, it's the longest year ever <laughs> recorded. <laughs> the longest. <laughs> the longest year. Um, but it looks so good. I'm very impressed by this game. I think it was well worth the wait. There's mm. some glitches to iron it for sure. Um, uh, yeah, Dan, are you playing on console? I am playing it on my Xbox Series X. Okay. So it's not a next gen version of the game, but it's probably running as best as it can next to like a high end gaming PC or the PS five. Cause there has been a lot of talk about the like base PS four and Xbox ones are struggling to play this game. And honestly, yes. I'm not surprised like CD project red is an incredible studio that makes very massive games and they look amazing. Like anyone who's played the Witcher three knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And the game gets a lot of praise for how, beautiful it is 
I never expected Cyberpunk to not push consoles, especially to their limit, especially now what is the last gen. Yes. You know, they they said those games, the game was going to be built for PS4, Xbox One, but it's coming at the very end of their life cycle. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't surprise me that those consoles are struggling <laughs> to you yeah. know keep up with this game. For sure. I think I've uh, I've seen some like side by sides from PS4 mm. trying to play it and then PS4 Pro, especially um, and now the PS5 and, and the Series X. Um, it's incredible how I guess how far tech- technology is developed in terms of like in, in terms of the space, the gap between PS4 and PS5. And I mm. presume the space is the same between the Xboxes as, as well. I just think like it's it's crazy how this game really does push everything to the limit. I think. Even my computer, it handles it really well. I think it looks mm. beautiful and it runs smoothly. But I mean, I have what a GeForce twenty seventy Super. Is that right? What's that? Our GeForce RTX. Yeah. I'm reading the box. <laughs> GeForce, it's right there. A yeah. GeForce RTX twenty seventy Super, and like that's what two or three models back. Mm. Um, and and it's and it's beautiful. So I can only imagine what it looks like on like a thirty eighty right now. Like uh, I have no idea. Um. But yeah, I I like it so far. I think it's yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know, I'm not a first person shooter person. Like I don't play those first person games. Um, and I have recently tried Witcher Three on PlayStation Four, and then I've just downloaded it off Steam because I got it for eleven euro. Mm. What a bargain! Can I just say eleven euro for fucking Witcher Three? Listen, anyway, I got it. It was a good deal. Was it and a complete I, edition? Yeah. Okay. I it was insane. It was down from like 40 something euro to like 11 euro on uh, Black Friday and I was like, "Oh, yes." I I have the complete edition on Xbox and I know I got it on sale, but I don't remember how much I paid for it, but I know it wasn't a lot. It was pretty cheap. Pretty cheap. Yeah, I, I just I couldn't believe that it was this cheap. I think I got it on the PlayStation for somewhere between 20 and 30 euro. Um, but for PC, everyone's been like, "Oh, you should play this on PC." And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And I rolled my eyes until I actually built my own PC. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, PC enthusiasts. Um, Until I built my PC and then I saw what they were talking about and I downloaded it and played it. And I was like, holy shit. This was a week before Cyberpunk came out and it blew my mind. So I was like, okay. Reminder, that game originally came out in 2015. Right? So imagine <laughs> my enthusiasm when I put Cyberpunk 2077 on the PC and run it for the first time. If anybody wants to go see that, that is available right now on the Repair Podcast YouTube channel. We mm-hmm. did a we did a live stream of the first hour, uh, including like customization of the character, and then the first uh, I guess entry of the Nomad story. You can go and have a look at that on on our YouTube channel. We'll right, because you played Nomad out of the three stories available. There's three right. backgrounds essentially, like There's to start your character off stories. of. I I am so excited. <laughs> I don't actually ever play RPGs either. Mm. Um, so I am probably going to be obsessed with this game. You think I'm so? Pred- I'm predicting this because apparently you can like really customize your whole life and build your whole like get a house and a car and everything. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. okay, cool. I'm down. Sign me up. Um, I'm such a noob. <laughs> the little bit of time that I've spent with the game so far, I've gotten almost like a Grand Theft Auto vibe from it. Whereas yeah. like if they ever built a Grand Theft Auto RPG where you could actually like go down into your character. And I mean, they added the ability to go in a first person mode in Grand Theft Auto. So it kind of mm-hmm. has that aesthetic, but it's like 
the game world and the way you interact with it is very similar to Grand Theft Auto, where they're trying to make it as close to real life as possible. But Mm -hmm. obviously, Cyberpunk has much more RPG story and elements than a Grand Theft Auto. Uh, But I'm just saying more like it's weird that it has that feeling, but it's an RPG. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, I guess, Red Dead. Yeah, it's a little little Red Dead-ish, yeah. Yeah. Um, You've played this as well. Um, Mm -hmm. How did you choose a different path? Did you, like, how are you finding right now? I started my uh, playthrough last night after we did our stream of it, and I chose the Crypto. No, not Crypto, Corpro. 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 Essentially, of the three starting stories, the Corpro one has you as, like, you start off as someone who works for the Arasaki Corporation. That's kind of like the big conglomerate that's in the world. And um, you're kind of like this uh, CEO's, like, right-hand man. And right off the bat, uh, not to get too spoilerly, but he gives you a mission to do something that's, say, not so you know, okay. in the best of <laughs> things. Right. Like he's trying to take down another person within this, uh, the company. Mm-hmm. And, um, you end up like losing your status. You get yanked out of the corporation. You get thrown on the streets left to die sure. essentially. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've noticed you interact with the other character, Jackie, in every storyline. Yes. So essentially all the three origins merge into one point. Just the yeah, the first sense. hour or so is different per background. Okay. But I've been playing it on my Xbox Series X. Uh, I actually haven't had any visual glitches like you did playing on the PC. Yeah, I had a lot of janky, um, I think, like, environment coming through objects yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, we were seeing, like, your background environment in the foreground. Yeah, in the foreground, but also, like, we're indoors and I can mm-hmm. see the environment outdoors coming through the walls it's not Mm -hmm. it was not a good glitch i did have one interesting glitch (laughs) there was the only other issue i've had so far was um in the beginning doing the tutorial mission when i came out of one of the the tutorial missions my character was kind of auto walking and like just walking into the wall and i couldn't i had to like stop him and redirect him but otherwise i had a, a weird clipping glitch where uh, I went into my character screen where you could see mm-hmm. like my uh, my gear and I was looking at the different pieces of clothing I had to equip and a certain member of my body was protruding <laughs> through my clothes in a very weird way. And We've I was like, huh. okay. <laughs> interesting. And then I unpaused the game and I looked down and I didn't see anything. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm not walking around with uh, I, uh yeah, things we hanging gotta, out. You got to talk about this. I have never <laughs> seen a game where you can customize genitalia. That is so weird, in my own opinion. I think why? Why? I don't. I have never played an <laughs> RPG, but it just. I. 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 I don't know. <laughs> like I. I'm not sure why I can customize boobs and vagina and pubic hair. And now I'm like, oh shit. I'm going to see a lot of sex in this game. Mm. And I don't know. I'm 
I'm such a, like, I would make a lot of dirty jokes and I'm like not a prude or anything, but when it comes to like games and stuff, I get really like, oh, this is, this is weird. Like the opening of freaking Witcher, <laughs> where are they coming out of the bath? I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I don't need to see any of this. This is not necessary for me as a story person as like receiving a story. Um, anyway, I, I think that's incredibly fascinating. I understand it. It really does heighten the level of, I guess, customization. And I'm very impressed with everything else that you can customize in the characters in terms of like nails, teeth, face marks, tattoos, hair, 30 something hairstyles. Like, literally anything and everything. Yeah. The different eyeball, like iris shapes and things you I, can do. I draw the line at a wang slider though. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, wang like, I just, the wang slider. I just draw the line. I don't understand why that is a thing. And <laughs> what the other thing that... <laughs> That being said, hold on, let me interject really quick. I have played other games where you can adjust the size of your body parts. What have you played? RPGs mostly. Is Pornhub sponsoring any of these games? Because they should (laughs) be. But that being said, the other games, you couldn't actually see the body parts. They were, there was usually undergarments over top. Okay. But here's, here's my question, right? Okay. So the boobs are customizable. The vagina is customizable. The pubic hair is customizable. In a man, why would you even bother with the wang slider thing? Would you not just go full throttle and like put it all the way up? Surely right. every male player is like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, uh, and then just going all the like, way up. Why like, is there not an option for just eighteen inch penis and that's it? That that's thank the, you. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. option. <laughs> Throwback to Retorita's episode a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Claim disability. <laughs> just play the right. whole game on disability. Um, I was going to say, unless it's like someone wants to live vicariously, like, I wonder what it's like to have a small penis. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like the chuckle is all like, (laughs) yeah, (sighs) I wonder what it's like. (laughs) Because I don't have one. Um, I would say the other reverse is probably the inverse is probably the more true where somebody wants to live vicariously through with a larger penis. That'd be true. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I'm kind of like, why do you have that on there? You know, everyone's going to just hike that thing up the fullest. Yeah. Anyway, that, that was my, that's my like quick first impressions of Cyberpunk 2077. I think it, uh, like, honestly, I do think it's a beautiful game. Holy crap. It's stunning. Have you played without the nudity sensor on yet? No. I, uh, oh, so, okay. So for context, to anybody who's not watching this and we watched the stream, um, where I played the first hour live on YouTube. It, we took the, we put the nudity sensor on because mm. of YouTube. So we wanted to put it on YouTube. I, I, can I toggle that off now? Like I would imagine so. Oh, so, so uh, on I that question, know. the, you continue to play the game after we streamed and you, I assume yes. you completed that first mission where you have to go and rescue the girl. Yes, indeed. In my experience in that mission, she's completely naked. Oh, and interesting. You can see everything. No. No, she's uh, she has a bra and pants on. Okay, so that's what the nudity sensor is doing. Then it put clothes on her because if you turn that yeah, off, okay. she's completely nude. Okay, <laughs> this is, this must be a very uh, sorry. It's pain and pause. pause. I'm thinking um, <laughs> this must be a very like large statement. No pun intended, but definitely pun intended. Um, that that they're making, including this nudity in the game. Like realistically, does this contribute to the story? Or is this just gratuitous nudity, like a Game of Thrones type deal where it's just nudity everywhere and you got to accept it because it's not at all relevant to the story, but sure, mm-hmm. it's something. 
I think you could um, make an argument for both sides, honestly. I think on one right. hand, you could say it's it's nudity for nudity's sake, like Game of Thrones, because it sells, you know, sex sells. Everybody knows that. But I also think that within the context of the world of cyberpunk, it's a normal thing. If you go deep into like the actual okay, okay, lore okay, and storytelling, it's what is perceived to be normal in that world. Right. That it would be more in this context. And it's also a very mature, dark sense. Like that first mission, True. you're saving a woman who's being harvested for yes. her cybernetic implants. Yes. She's in a bathtub full of ice. Why wouldn't she be naked? Yeah, that's fair. But then why Just would in she? the context. You know what I mean? Like in the context is I'm like, why would she? Where she's got where she's got slots. For these well, USB that's why you that have the option to choose <laughs> whether she okay, has clothes fair. on or not. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Um, no, it's pure choice, honestly. Are. It's pure choice on the gamer to experience the game how you feel yeah, you would I don't know. Prefer. I think I, at the moment, I think I'm I, I'm okay. I'm comfortable with it. I, I'm happy with the sensor on. Like Again, I'm not a prude or anything, but I just don't see how it contributes to the story. But then maybe it's a truer gameplay experience when you play with it off. Um mm-hmm. There you go. Um, I'm looking forward to get more into it and, and, and playing more of it as we go. And I, like I say, I do think I will become obsessed with this game. I've never played an RPG before. I never knew you could customize fingernail polish. Oh, you can uh, in lots of games, honestly. I'm very happy about this. <laughs> I'm going to have so to happy. try to find what other games I've played that had a weighing slider. Because <laughs> yeah. I know, I know I've played at least in one the comments other RPG. Below. If anybody knows, if anybody knows, just list them out. I would be happy to see all of Shout those out to Liam for the coin in the phrase, Wang Slider. Shout out to Liam <laughs> McIntyre? Liam McIntyre. Uh, Liam, <laughs> Liam McIntyre or McNamara. Um, well, there was another RPG. I can't think of it. I remember that there was an option to choose and Google like it. you would just watch it swell. Oh my God. What, like Why? <laughs> Okay, anyway. I don't remember what it was, though. <laughs> I'm like... Um, huh. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. A strange one. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, the other big event this week was, of course, the Game Awards 2020, um, where basically The Last of Us wins everything. Surprise. <laughs> the Last of Us 2 surprise. won everything. And I have some thoughts. I have some feelings. Mm. Um, Can I say how, something real quick before you jump in? I was going to say, how do, how do you feel? Okay, like I said, surprise, surprise, not surprise, sarcasm, if you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> Just in case, I need we to talked clarify. About <laughs> the Game Awards a few weeks ago, and I said, I think The Last of Us is going to win. Yes. Um, so I wasn't surprised that it did mm-hmm. win. And I feel like the fact that it won almost everything, uh, it's tough because I've watched a lot of the Game Awards, and every year I'm I'm tossed up between it feels almost rigged or it feels like something isn't quite right. Right. Um, I mean, I know the last of us two has a very passionate following and I know there's people who even didn't like the game, but probably say, okay, it's a, it it's deserves a it though. It deserves these reward awards. Um, I think it's interesting that it's like last of us and among us, <laughs> like among us is the next closest thing that won more awards. Yes. I was going to say, I was like among us and the last of us took home the majority of the awards. And Mm -hmm. I am so happy for both of them. Honestly, I think they're both amazing and they're what the games did was incredible. Um, I disagreed with, I think only one, maybe even two awards that they won. Mm -hmm. 
Not that they didn't deserve them. I just, I was shocked that they did win over, say, like, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, narrative? I didn't 100% agree that The Last of Us Part Two was, I guess, a better narrative among every other game. Mm. I think that, um, from what I've heard, Hades had a good chance and the like Ghost of Tsushima has a great chance yeah. as well. And I just feel like the narrative with The Last of Us Part Two was the only thing in The Last of Us Part Two that let me down. I'm still salty that Star Wars... Jedi Fallen Order isn't Didn't anywhere on anything? any of it, No, it wasn't even nominated. It wasn't nominated oh, it was, for... It was definitely nominated for It was for nominated for, it? I think, Best Action Game. I think, yeah, I think It so. was in one. It was in one yeah, category. Yeah. And yeah. I'm actually disappointed that Doom didn't win that. That's the other one that I didn't disagree... Like, that I did disagree with is because Action Adventure <laughs> Game should have been Doom. Yeah, 100%. So those are the only two that I really kind of had an issue with in terms of, like, that Action Adventure especially. I think Doom... It's just a better action game. Like, come on. Because The Last God. of Us didn't really have a lot of action. No, but it's it's an adventure game, right? It's action yeah, adventure. Yeah, but it was so slow paced and it dragged out and it had such those long lulls. Uh-huh. This is my yeah. issue. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other than that, like, I think everything else is amazing. Audio design, beautiful. Game direction, beautiful. For sure. Uh, Innovation, oh my god, hundred percent yes. Uh, innovation yeah. in in accessibility, sorry, yeah. um, and performance. I actually voted for Laura. I think she deserved it. I think Abby is a great character, and what she did with the character was really yeah, amazing. I'm actually really happy that Laura Bailey won that because Same. I loved Abby as a character. Same. So I'm I back that. I'm actually really happy that she got that. Yes, me too. Um, yeah, I think that those are the only two things that I kind of disagreed with. Um, mm. But Among Us taking home some of the best, like best multiplayer and best mobile game. Uh, what? Oh, of course it would. Of course it beginnings. would. Humble beginnings. Um, that was very heartwarming, though, to see the Among yeah. Us team basically like the, the girl that was like accepting the reward was like on the verge of tears Crying. the entire time. I know, it's so cute. And I think like... <laughs> It's amazing. For a game, I'm pretty sure that came out in 2018. Yeah, it's two years it, old now. Yeah, if it wasn't for COVID, mm. like, would that game have been as successful as it is right now? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But it's been so successful, and I'm so happy for them as well, because, goddamn, that's amazing. And then they released a new map. Nice. They released a new Among Us map, which is so good for players. I kind of wish they had released maybe two or three maps, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um but just the one map is fine for now. I think maybe we can expect more from them anyway because they stopped. I don't know if anybody knows this, but they stopped making Among Us Part 2. Like they stopped making a second game to focus mm. on the first game because it was getting so much great attention. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like it would be really, really cool to, to see more maps on Among Us. It was one of those um, awards that I was actually really pleasantly happy. I, mean, I was going to say surprised, but I'm, I'm not as surprised as, but I'm really happy that Phasmophobia got the best debut indie game. hundred percent. I would agree with you. Cause um, I had only just heard that game even existed like two months ago. And it's been one of the things that me and my friends play constantly. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not a great game. It's not like leaps and bounds phenomenal in like vid- like visually or graphically or game design, but like, the audio design and the experience has been so fun and the developers have been really great about supporting and changing things that need to be fixed. And just for a game that I've never heard of and it just kind of out of the blue came into my focus and my attention yeah. and started playing. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I, I think these guys deserve some recognition for it making it. deserved it for sure. <laughs> like it definitely did deserve it for sure. Um, 
that was that was one of the games I I think I voted for as well. I think it was just beautiful. Like mm. it came out of nowhere. It surprised everybody. It's scary AF. And then when you play together as a team, like it's not as scary. And uh, I don't know. I think it's great. It's also think, one of the yeah. few horror games that actually makes me scream like a little girl, as some would put it. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think honestly, like Phasmophobia really is a great, great multiplayer game. I'm, I appreciate that Among Us won, won the multiplayer game, but I also appreciate that like Phasmophobia gave, was given the nod in that as well, because that shit is good. And I would like to see more of it on Get Good. Yeah, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. Saying, oh, come on. It's a new prisoner, I'm like prison hopeful. level. Oh, the prison yeah, level is great. The prison level is awesome. It's actually one of my favorite maps now. Yeah, I, I just, come on now. Come on, Liam. Come on, Todd. Maybe if we dared them. I don't know. Maybe maybe that'll work. Who knows? Who knows? We'll find a um, way. Yeah. We had some good announcements as well, other than the mm-hmm. Among Us map, which is so cool. Um, I really thought there were two great games that I was interested in. Uh, the first one, obviously, Crimson, De- Crimson Desert. By the, is it South, South Korean company? Yes. Korean company? Um, that looks incredible. Like, mm. holy crap, that looks so good. Um, as long as it doesn't fall under what holds back Black Desert a little bit, because the Crimson Desert, as we talked about a little bit before recording, is made by the studio that did Black Desert. And it seems to be a single-player RPG within the universe of Black Desert. And the one thing that they, the studio does really well is make a game look extremely pretty. But Black Desert, if you actually play it, does not run very well, especially on console. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an MMO. And there's a lot of on-screen clutter and garbage that takes away from how good it looks. Because okay. the actual uh, graphics look pretty good. Yeah. So I'm hoping that Crimson Desert can get away from that problem like if it's a single player game it should be able to scrap all the on-screen overlay garbage that black desert has Mm -hmm. but otherwise yeah i agree it looked awesome yeah it looks really good and um adam turned to me when we were watching it and uh was like ubisoft is in trouble (laughs) yeah because it looks really good and it does look like a ubisoft game um Mm. that that i think i could definitely play the other game that I really thought looked very interesting that I am in no way ever going to play is um, is it C- Castillo? Castillo 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 Protocol Castillo Protocol Castillo Protocol. Yes, uh, that is 100% that looked, a Dan game. Yeah, that looked definitely like a Dan game, and, and that looked like a heck no. <laughs> NPG, a not pagan game. A not pegging game, absolutely. That there was just like a. I saw the trailer and I was like, "Wow, nope, I'm never playing nope. that." But that looks good. Um, I'll probably be asked to bloody stream it now or something. But it looks good, and it's very Dead Space vibes, which is a big, mm. big, 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 big no for me because I'm scared so bad. Um, as soon as I saw the little out. like meter on the back of the guy's neck, right? I'm like, "That's like yeah. Dead Space," because he had the health meter on his the spine. Meter, yeah. Yeah. In Dead Space. And then sure enough, the game is being headed by the ex-producer, director of Dead Space. Yeah. Is there is there a baby mode on Dead Space? I think there's an easy mode, but it's still going to be terrifying. Damn it. Like if there was a baby mode on it, on Dead Space, maybe I could play that. But I mean, because it looks the, like such <laughs> a good game. 
it's amazing. It will make you shriek and poop your pants. So then absolutely not going to, but there's an easy mode that gives you more health and more ammo. So you're less likely to die. Okay. Well, that's probably, that's probably the the better one. Uh, what were your big ones for, for the game announcements this week? Um, I was actually really excited by the evil dead announcement, Mm -hmm. which because I'm a, I am a a fan of the old evil dead movies and games that have come out in the past. And this game is being developed by saber interactive, which has also made the, uh, world war Z game, which was kind of like a left for dead knockoff. And this is looking to kind of follow suit where it's going to be like a four player co-op survival shooter. And I'm all down for that. I I love me some co-op horror like that so in the vein of phasmophobia even but it's gonna be more like guns and blaze and blast and zombies kind of thing um and actually i had oddly enough as i was watching the game awards i was literally talking to brandy saying i really hope we get to see what the initiative is doing and she went what who (laughs) and i said the initiative is xbox's new in-house triple or what they call a quadruple a studio Mm -hmm. and they're based out of santa monica they're kind of like xbox's answer to playstation's santa monica studios Mm -hmm. and we got an announcement they're doing perfect dark which i had heard some rumors about Mm -hmm. and i'm excited and a little bit disappointed so disappointed why are you disappointed (laughs) i'm a little disappointed because i was really hoping they'd be making a brand new ip because okay, I was hoping new studio, new IP, something big, something crazy, some epic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. awesome, like, you know, first, per- not first person, but like single player adventure game. And I mean, Perfect Dark has a potential to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is like Perfect Dark has a rough history where the original Perfect Dark is beloved. It was one of Rare's best games they ever made on the Nintendo 64. And then they tried to reboot Perfect Dark once already. And it wasn't great. And that oh, really? was a, they already tried. Yes. They rebooted it for the Xbox 360. And it okay. was it wasn't good. And it was a lot of people were not happy. <laughs> and again, it's a uh, the all the perfect arcs up till now have been first person shooters. Mm-hmm. I mean, the original perfect arc was one of the first first person shooters. And that's kind of like a stigma with Xbox is it's all first person shooters. So I'm almost hoping that the yeah. new Perfect Dark might do something different. I'm, yes. The trailer was I, really impressive, but it was just that it was a trailer. It didn't really show anything. Yeah, I'm just rewatching like the trailer as as you're speaking because I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. like, how did I feel when it came out? And I was kind of like, man, man. That being you said. Know, you know what I mean? Like you just, like you said, it's just a trailer. Of, yeah, I mean, it doesn't show you any gameplay. It doesn't mm-hmm. give you much other than just kind of like setting and whatnot and it establishes it is perfect dark joanna yeah. dark the main character is still involved mm-hmm. i'm hopeful because perfect dark actually has a very cool world and story behind it so i'd love to see them go really hard and heavy into that because perfect dark is actually set in a cyberpunk future yes so I know that. you know it could have a lot of potential i'm hoping they do something more along the lines of like a splinter cell Mm-hmm. If they made it a third person stealth, like espionage game, that could be really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping so. Like, I mean, to be fair, I'm just not a big first person player. Like, I'm just not a yeah. first person gamer. Um, I don't know I much about the original 
Perfect Dark. I only just knew that it was, it's not a PlayStation game because I didn't play it. <laughs> uh, that's all I knew about it. So I was like, mm, okay, this is cool. And then, you know, I, I like research a bit more and it's a game that they're like revamping basically after 15 years. So it'll be interesting for people who actually really, really, really love that game and, uh, yeah. and see it rebooted. Um, cool. And of course, our lovely Nolan. Oh yeah, no, Christopher Nolan. Nolan, Nolan North. <laughs> Nolan North was there. Nolan North, that guy, isn't he from Retro Replay? I feel like he's from that show. How do we know? Um, him? How do we know him? Do we know him? Who is he? Uh, Nolan North and Tom Holland obviously um, did a little like joint presentation kind of thing, and I loved it. I thought it was so cool. Mm, um, and Nolan presented the best multiplayer game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, he, oddly enough, I thought that was weird that Nolan was actually there really he why the, he was the only presenter that was there no everyone Troy else was there too i must have missed that. that one yeah um yeah troy was there too and he uh, presented best narrative i believe okay um he didn't zoom in he was physically on location like nolan was yep yep they were uh, both okay. on they were both on location so that was kind of cool I, I enjoyed seeing people there like actually there and there was like um like some game hosts or some game devs there as well like the yeah they were all like zoomed in and stuff weren't they no oh no, no that's right there was a few that were on stage with they were on Jeff. stage yes yeah, yeah, yeah. um I so actually, that was pretty cool sorry i was just gonna say that i'm actually happy that it was kind of like recorded without an audience because hmm. i think over the last couple of years the game awards have gotten a little overzealous and like they have this <laughs> really over the top like here's a big studio audience. There's a bunch of people here and they get to sit here awkwardly while we try to talk about games and game awards. And it was always, I don't know. It just didn't Um, feel right. You know, what's interesting about the game awards. I don't know if you've ever, ever seen this before, but like we love looking at the audience because Mm. there's such a crazy difference and contrast between who goes to this, like who goes to the game awards. Some people are dressed way down. Like yep. way down, jeans and a t-shirt and a hoodie that zips up. And there's some people there that are in suits and like really nice dresses and makeup. And you're like, what, what like, what's the, uh, what's the dress code here? Like what's, what is going on exactly? Do people just come in? It's a very chill game awards. Like that's, that's all face it. It's game awards. Right. So yeah. it's kind of a nice chill vibe. Everybody's cool. But yeah, it was just, it's weird. Cause you see some people walking around in shorts and a flip flops and uh, then somebody in a, in a full like tux and it's just, so odd to look at you could but probably point out who in the crowd is journalist nominated. and who is the audience like just people who bought tickets to come and see it yeah to come and see it yeah um so i feel like a dress code would, would be nice <laughs> but then that would take away all my entertainment of like watching not that like it sounds watching. so horrible it sounds like such a, like a judgy thing but it's just interesting to see the contrast like there was no uniformity at all it's not like hey come in and represent your style it's like a smart casual it's nothing mm. like that. It's just like, hey, it's the Game Awards. Either come dressed up or you could wear some flip-flops. That's also fine. Um, yeah, I just, I think that's really interesting. Uh, but I'm I'm happy with how it went. I think it worked really, really well with the Zoom audience as well. Like a yeah. Zoom, um, Zoom nominees and everything. It was cool. I, it felt less pretentious, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it didn't feel as inflated. So I was happy that it was very snappy very quick moving because that's yeah. like my frustration with the past game awards where it's like it feels like they're just dragging out and padding things with a bunch of garbage and it's like 
all right, okay. Uh, yeah. And obviously most people are there for see who wins and announcements because it, the game awards has been a big place for game announcements over the last couple of years. Yeah. So it was good. Ultimately. Yeah. I mean, as good as it can be for 2020. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> In this crackpot of a year. In this economy. In this economy. <laughs> um, who's that shout out to Andrew? Yes. <laughs> economy. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, let's move on. So this week uh, we had some amazing, uh, content mm-hmm. <laughs> some good content uh from get good from with Liam and Todd we had a PS5 unboxing mm, a very and, sensual yeah a PS5 very unboxing. sensual PS5 oh my god PS5 unboxing very very sensual <laughs> <laughs> very sensual PS5 unboxing Mario Kart 8 Fall Guys um playthrough as well they were supposed to play Metal Slugs but we just couldn't get yeah. it working out for a sec um it's just so I, was, I was disappointed in that. Yeah, I think they really want to make it work. They really, really, really mm. want to try, but whatever way they're doing it, it it's just not working. And um, yeah, I, I had the the lovely pleasure of running the stream, the behind the scenes, and <sighs> I feel like I need health insurance just for working with Rotary because those guys are going <laughs> to give me a heart attack. I'm I'm going to bust a lung or something from laughing too hard. I was I just, to say, are I you going to snort yourself to death? I'm going to start myself to death. I cannot contain myself and I mute myself often, but not often enough. I still end up laughing on stream and I'm like, I just can't, I can't focus because how, how Drew keeps his composure. I have, I will never know. I do know he's a gent. That's probably why. Um, but yeah, I mean, what did you make of this episode? Did you watch the, the full live stream? I watched the majority of it. I did watch the full, like, ps5 unboxing uh in the live chat chatting with them and talking to the guys about things it's actually i think liam references someone saying that the the base of the ps5 screws in and that was actually me trying to tell liam oh you got to screw it in because he's like i think that just snaps in there and i'm like no nope. mate <laughs> it's not that easy um and then i stuck around for mario kart obviously because i love mario kart mm-hmm. and i very quickly realized i'm like this is not the switch version of Mario Kart that they're playing. No, the PC <laughs> version. And then I um I stuck around for Metal Slug because I love Metal Slug and I was really excited that they were gonna play that. But of course, unfortunately, <sighs> they were working. unable to get it working. Um there was a bit. We saw a little bit. You saw yeah, and do you know what? I've actually played Metal Slug in um, mm-hmm. Token in the arcade b- b- oh, yeah, like yeah. pub in Dublin. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it for my original re- Xbox. Ah, <laughs> I was really looking forward to this. I really was looking forward to it, but they just couldn't get the... I guess like what they're using is Parsec, so Todd can, I guess, access Liam's computer in a way, and then yeah. you can play two-player as if you were like side-by-side. Um but it just wasn't working. So that's absolutely shitty. And they played uh, Fall Guys instead. Yeah, which it had some fun moments. There were some funnies there, but like I'm I'm over Fall Guys. Yeah, there's, there's some fun moments in there. Um, the best part was just Liam's rage when he fell just mm-hmm. short of getting a crown. I think it, it didn't help that Liam was also raging in Mario Kart where like <laughs> where was Todd was beating him. Yeah, because oh, wow. like... He started playing and then Liam has the controller. So he's playing on controller and Todd was playing via Parsec on keyboard. Mm. So he was like, okay, well now I have a handicap. So I guess like you're going to be winning everything. And then, you know, Liam was winning in the first few and having a good time. 
And then like Todd came speeding in, like actually knew the keys then, like got used to everything and then started winning the rounds. And, uh, and, and then you could start to see the, the Liam rage build from there. Really? Um, I didn't yeah. pick up on that, but then again, I was kind of checked out the That's later okay. they went in the Mario Kart part of it. I was kind of like, <laughs> okay, yeah. As Todd was winning more, <laughs> Liam got more annoyed. <laughs> and then that just carried over into fall guys when he just couldn't, couldn't win anything. And he came so close. I felt so bad. Oh my God. Like literally he was the last one standing and the the two of them must have fallen at the same time. I think so, yeah. And he must have hit the the splur the splurgy whatever stuff it is first. <laughs> the splurge. Yeah, the splurgy stuff. I don't know what it is. The pink lava. I don't know what you're gonna call it. Oh shut the, up. <laughs> the stuff that fall guys fall into. The, the, the goopy stuff. The goopy stuff that they fall into. Yeah. Nope, it's um, the splurge now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys want to, so essentially. If, if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you're not sure what it is, Get Good runs every Saturday from 5 p.m. PST for three hours live on YouTube. They have three segments and their last segment is a wild card game that you can have a vote on if you're a member. Mm. Um, it is going public now sometimes as well, but they're taking suggestions from members too. And it's just good to keep in touch with the community tab on, on YouTube so that you can join in with that kind of stuff. Um, and we got very lucky this week because we had a members live. Uh, well, uh, an altered beast live, right? With um, right with Liam, with and, Liam Todd, and Todd and Drew, right? All made exactly, it. exactly. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. I thought that was nice for Get Good. I know Nolan couldn't make it, but mm-hmm. for both Liam and Todd to just hang out with some altered beast members was pretty great. Yeah, it was pretty cool, especially when um, because Nolan wasn't there. Not to say I don't want Nolan to be there, but to have like a face to face with Liam and Todd. Like I've seen and talked to Liam in previous zooms that was the first time todd's been there i believe yes yeah and todd was just so cool and passionate about seeing us being like oh my god this is so great to see everybody and like mm-hmm. put names with faces kind of thing and i was able to be like hi todd i was the one with the godzilla <laughs> controller and he was like oh yeah that was dope <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's nice i think like it it really is a good park um to to get to know them i guess and like it is just a face to a name so that when you're mm-hmm. typing into chat like Liam, Todd, Nolan, they know who you are. Um, again, if you're interested in what we're talking about, it's in the membership tab on Retro Replay YouTube channel. So feel free to go in there and, and have a look. This is specifically for Altered Beast. Um, mm-hmm. And next week, we're going to have one of our last cast Zooms of the year as well for um, Drew Soup members and up, which is going to be so cool. Um, yeah, I think like I'm really enjoying Get Good. I'm loving where they're coming from. I'm liking that they play new games as well. Like it's not mm-hmm. just like, I know it's on retro replay and they had like the option to play metal slug, but I'm enjoying that they're going to play new games. And I think like there is definite interest in playing like cyberpunk 2077 on the stream and everything. Cause it's just brand new stuff. Trying to play cyberpunk. <sighs> Poor Liam. And his crappy Aussie internet. Mm-hmm. Feel bad for him sometimes. I, I definitely his... heart those guys because they both appreciate the Xbox yeah okay so in the zoom like todd yeah todd was like i don't know about playstation like i'm I'm mainly an xbox player i don't have a playstation i could have choked i was like wait what don't break my heart here todd like what's going on Um, double down on that like it was uh josh or michael asked about him having a playstation 4 because they want to play tekken with todd and liam and todd was just flat out like i don't i don't have a ps4 (laughs) 
<laughs> Broke my heart. And I was like, I have an Xbox with Tekken. <laughs> if you want to play with me. And oh. then um I they were talking about the PlayStation 5 and I was talking about the controller and I held up my PlayStation 5 controller and they're like, ah, yeah. And like, and I think it was Liam said, you know, how do you like it? And I was like, Yeah, it's good. It feels like an Xbox controller. And they were both like, Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Todd is a hundred percent about that, like in the PS5 unboxing as well. He was like, Oh, it's a really nice white Xbox controller. <laughs> uh I guess they're Xbox players. It's kind of nice though. I love uh, Liam's passion for the Xbox Elite controller. Like he loves that thing. Yup. I know a lot of Xbox players that love that thing. So like, I had one for a while. For a while? What happened? You gave it away? I ended up selling it because I wasn't, oh. I was like, I'm going to save this for when I'm playing like something really hardcore. Right. right, right and right. then when I was playing with it, uh, it's got the removable thumbsticks. And 90% of the yes. time I would just sit there and play with the thumbstick. Because they're magnetized. So you could pull yes. it off and it would snap back on. Literally like you were just doing with your AirPods. That same kind of motion. So addictive. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just a fidget toy now. It is. Li- yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good show. I, I think um, I they did break my heart. They're not PlayStation players. Wah, but wah. <laughs> I'll get over it. Uh, no, it's fine. It's cool. They can play Xbox with me. It's I got cool. It. I got whatever. It. They can play whatever. I think they play a lot on um, PC anyway, especially Todd. They do, do now. a lot of PC. Now plays a lot on PC. Yeah. Um, Alrighty. Moving on to the Retro Replay episode that we got this week. We had a really great episode with Ross Mercant from mm. The Walking Dead. And then we saw Nolan play The Walking Dead Telltale game, which chef's kiss, honestly. Like, so good. Have you played that? Um, I played a bit of it. Yeah. Mm. I know you research. played the Batman Telltale games. I didn't know if you had played Walking Dead or you played it specifically yes. for this episode. Yes, for this one. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, love it. It's a, is it, this is a good game. I think Telltale had a really good way of um, just after where they got to. Okay. Like I probably played like an hour or so and then mm-hmm. wrote up whatever I needed to, to write on it. Um. <laughs> uh, I think I got it from Steam. Did I get it from Steam or did somebody give this to me? I think it was on PlayStation Plus at one point and or I think it's on most platforms now under like either Game Pass or PlayStation. I think it was on PlayStation Plus and I think I, I think Adam had it. Yeah. Yeah. He has it in his like cat. You know when they come out on uh, PlayStation Plus and you can download them? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we just have everything in our library. So I just went over. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Every Um, month I'm in there like ad. Like if I never play it, I don't care. It's in my library. Yeah. <laughs> which is so, which is so painful, obviously, because of Telltale, like shutting down and everything. Those games are really hard to come by now. Um, but yeah, they're they're still on like PlayStation stuff as well. They're on the oh, PlayStation yeah. Store. Um, but good game, and I think the opening of this game was really good, and I was very excited to see Nolan play it. It was um, interesting to see Nolan play it, and like he had a very positive reaction mm-hmm. to it. Like he got really engaged. The controls didn't seem to confuse him too much because honestly, the controls in the Telltale games can be a little confusing because they're not super intuitive and they take a bit to kind of figure out like, okay, I got to move the cursor around and put it on things. And then it gives you different options of look at it, talk to it, whatever. Yes. Um, But yeah, it was actually really cool and interesting to see Nolan engaging with a game and wanting to have sex with zombies. As what no was all that like? Would want to do. 
Oh, Ross. oh god <laughs> i feel like ross was not not embarrassed but like are we recording you know what i mean like that kind of attitude like are you putting this on youtube like how is this <laughs> how is this relevant yeah there was a few um, times where yeah. ross was like looking at the camera and it looked like he was like okay i know this is nolan being nolan but are we actually having this conversation right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the impressions like the impression off that we oh got we had going walk in <laughs> Wow. Uh, the John Malkovich, though. Holy mm. shit, was that good? Oh my God, that was good. I think it's it was when he did one. his John Malkovich and he did um, John C. Riley that it, I, it clicked in my brain that I've seen him before on Twisted Tunes with Nolan. And I was like, oh, that's where I've seen this guy before. Like, I've seen him on okay. stage doing Twisted Tunes, doing those voices before. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, um, he's got to be probably one of the best impressionists out there. Makes it's sense. incredible. Yeah, he's he's so good. Um, mm-hmm. but then you gotta give it to Nolan. Like Nolan's Jason Statham is fucking oh, yeah. unreal. <laughs> uh he's just so good at that, and his walking obviously is just perfect. So oh yeah, no, Nolan's a talented motherfucker. And then he was singing in the beginning as well, singing a country song. Firstly, like, damn, I love that he All sang right. a All country right. song. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Calm down with your talent. Jesus Christ. Put your talent away. You're, you're gonna make us go blind. Yeah, put your talent away. Fuck's sake. <laughs> He's got a massive He's got a massive talent. talent. <laughs> you know where I was going. I sure do. I sure do. Um, yeah, that guy's fucking talented. Um, I have never seen The Walking Dead, though. Have you? Uh, the TV show, I watched yeah. four, maybe five seasons of it, and I started to lose interest. Okay. I haven't watched it since, uh, mostly because... It's kind of a similar reason to The Last of Us, where I really like The Last of Us as a survival horror game. Uh-huh. I don't really like The Last of Us for a human drama experience. And that's right. what The Walking Dead did. I kind of you see I'm all about the human drama experience. I'm not all about the zombie thing. So, so. you will really like the last few seasons of The Walking Dead. I think I probably like the whole thing. I just never seen it. Season four, the zombies don't matter anymore. Okay. Like they're there. They're a nuisance. They're in the background. They're always there somewhere. Okay. Like people are constantly just like stabbing zombies through a fence. Like they're safe. They're just like, well, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, how's things going with uh, Rachel in the over there? Did you guys have a baby yet? <laughs> you know, just like they're having random, you know, everyday conversations while murdering zombies. I have <laughs> there. There was this game show, uh, zombie game show UK, right? I'm trying to think of what it was called. Essentially, like what it was is like, oh, oh, okay. I think it's here. It's I survived in a I survived a zombie apocalypse. Mm. This is a legit okay. show on on the BBC, and mm. it was kind of fun, like to watch and stuff like because like they're thrown into like this like this lot, this filming lot, and. Okay. Just when you said like between like the drama and the action and some of that, I just thought of this is because like they're real life contestants and then they have kind of like triggered a memory of that. Yeah, they're like actors on set. Yeah. And there's like, so you're say you're a contestant, you get this thing, but then like you're given tasks. So like you're all in this one room and then it's like you have to go and like the electricity's gone off. Now you need to go and like pump the generator, which is across the lot. It was such a cool thing. It's called I Survived a Zombie Apocalypse. Like a large uh, scale, like escape it. room kind of thing. 100%. And then you have to go out, but you have to dodge 
zombies. And then there was a challenge, I think, where there was like five of them left. Like if a zombie touches you, you're out. Like basically, it's like a game of tag. Give a zombie to see you're out. Yeah. But they can only move a certain way as well. So like Mm. they can't, they can't always run full force at you because obviously that depends on how good of a runner you are. But um, they can't, they have to run a certain style. So they have these, all these actors paid on set to just like you, you're treated like you're in a zombie apocalypse and stuff. I I highly recommend watching that if you're interested because it's not at all about that like sounds awesome drama, honestly drama, yeah it, it was really interesting oh so there's a the challenge was five of them left or something and they had to move from an area to like area A to area B and they had to pretend to be zombies and you have to do mm. it so well that the actors around you think that you're also actors for zombies gotcha uh, and if anybody caught you. Like if anybody thinks like had a suspicion that you weren't one of them, you'd be out. That was interesting. Oddly enough, there's a scene in The Walking Dead where they do the same thing. Oh, really? Does it work? Well, it's like in the early first season, I believe somebody can correct me on this. There's a part where the characters in the show realize that the zombies have a sense of smell. And if you smell like a zombie, they don't notice you. So they actually like cover themselves in zombie guts. Uh-huh, okay. And then walk through a crowd of zombies. Zombies. But like okay. it starts raining and like it starts washing off the guts and then the zombies start to like notice them. Suck. Oh shit. Oh shit, <laughs> shit, shit. Um yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's in the first season. I think it's really early on. Yeah. Back when it was like about it, the zombies and trying not to die. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you remember do you remember like when like throwing throwing all the way back to retro replay when they were um playing through The Last of Us? And then I think Troy, mm. I think it was Troy, Ethan, and Nolan were on the set. So Crank Gameplays was on. And uh, it, yep. was, it was that episode, I think they were talking about the zombie apocalypse and something. And uh Nolan was just like, if a zombie apocalypse hit, like I'm I'm out. Like <laughs> I know I'm not Check going to out. survive this. Yeah. So I think they were talking about like, you know, in terms of like being suicidal that way. And not, I don't mean like taking your own life. It's more like, I'm just not even going to run. Like there's just, just no point. I am definitely not going to win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's always stuck with me. I'm like, that's hilarious. I've never heard somebody have that, that point of like view where there's like, I would never survive. Just kill me. Mm. <laughs> like, just let a zombie get me. They, it seems like they're having fun. They're not scared of anything. And, you know, yeah, I was like, okay. And he kind of reiterated the <laughs> same statements in this, in this week's episode as well. So I don't know. That always stuck with me. I thought it was very interesting. I would try to survive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been thinking so, about hypothesizing the, what I would do in a zombie apocalypse, probably since I was like 10 years old playing the first <laughs> video games, Yeah, you know, like Hunter the Reckoning. I remember playing that game as a kid and being like, well, if a zombie apocalypse busted out right now, I would have to, you know, and like making it a challenge with my friends, like you can choose one weapon, uh, mm-hmm. like a one gun and one melee weapon. What do you choose? And it was like, oh, I'd want like an assault rifle and a katana. And sure enough, that's like Michonne from Walking Dead's all about the katanas. And everyone oh, thinks she's like she's, the most badass character. Maybe she so is. I don't know. Playing that probably. Game. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, true, true fact, Adam to this day will never go on a theme park ride or in a theme park experience that has zombies. So for example, just across from the London dungeons years ago, there was a zombie experience over the, like across the road. And it was, it's basically Mm. the same thing. It's London dungeons with zombies. So like you're in like different rooms and stuff like that. 
true to self, Adam will never go into one of those experiences just in case. Just in case one of just them in case is real. Somebody happens to actually be a zombie. Yep. Yes. Gotcha. Yep. Because that's how it starts. That, that's 100 percent That is how what it he starts. said. <laughs> that is what he said. He's like, no, just never. I was like, okay, yeah. well, all right. <laughs> I guess it's a silly thing, but okay. Yep. To this day, I think never my favorite will thing in any like game, movie, or television show that revolves around zombies, there's always that moment where somebody comes across a body and has that like really ignorant bit where they're like, hey, are you okay? And they grab the person who ends up being a zombie and they turn and bite them. And you're like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you have any sense of self-preservation? Right. I feel like, I mean, I understand how kind hearted you are and you want to help somebody be in that situation. You're going to look after yourself. Like just, just, they're gone. They're goners. If they're on the floor and they're bleeding, take care, buddy. It's been nice knowing you. They have very zombie like -like features. Oh yeah. (laughs) Let's assume. Or if they're like, you know, with a stick at least. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And the legs even moves. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, that sounds yeah. like the best solution. That's the best solution. Because if it's a person, then you'd be like, oh, shit, sorry. And if it's a zombie, you'd be like, oh, sorry. well. Sorry. Um, I was right. <laughs> yeah. Or the, or the typical, I, I see like, Adam doing that. Like, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly what he'd do. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like the, the typical zombie moments in the movies is about that where they're like groaning like a zombie or moaning like a zombie and they're mm. just approaching that person being like hey is everything okay it's like are you kidding have you never seen any pop media culture about zombies before and you're approaching the person that's going and you're like, you think that's okay like you think that's cool throw a rock poke a stick like just fucking be long distance be like the person <laughs> be like the person who accepted the the award at the game awards and stood outside the window <laughs> That's yeah, right, so like behind awesome. the glass. That's going to be a meme. You know that's going to be a meme. That was fantastic. Well, it was like uh, Shaun of the Dead made that joke too. Oh, yeah, there was yeah. There a part in the, where somebody was walking and they're going, and people are just like, what's wrong, mate? You know, but it was actually like, you know, just Shaun, just like, oh, he was just yawning. Yeah, being cry- yeah, being tired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, a good, it's a good film. Yeah, but it's then like, he's not, over. he's like. Yeah, I love Shaun of the Dead. It's easily one of my favorite like dark yeah. comedies. Yeah. So good. Sure. And then there's like the roommate turns and they're like, Are you okay? You know, and he starts trying to bite him and he's like, What's wrong with you? You know, like <laughs> Yeah. He's trying to bite you. Like something is wrong. I know. It's pretty funny. And then it ends with like his best friend on like a chain. <laughs> Being a Keeping zombie his on a best chain. Friend. I love he's it. He's still like I- trying to play the video game, like that's a great it's, it's just a great oh, film. What, what are we doing? Where are we? Um, <laughs> we are talking about Ross McClellan. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy that was amazing impressions and is super talented. He does. Um, His list yeah. of voices he can do is crazy. I saw. The Brad Pitt was interesting. I, I've never seen somebody do a Brad Pitt. His Brad Pitt was really good. Yeah, I was going to say, really I've never good. heard anyone do a Brad Pitt before. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm going to have to look back at like Robot Chicken because I love Robot Chicken. And he probably did a bunch of voices on that show. Probably. As far as like, he probably did all of the uh, like Harrison Ford's where I'm like, is that Harrison Ford? It sounds like Harrison Ford, but yeah. it might not be him. I can't really tell. Yeah. Shout out to him to being the Red Skull in Infinity War and not knowing it wasn't Hugo Weaving. Right. 
Like I always, I thought it was Hugo Weaving. I thought, I thought it was back. Hugo Weaving. A hundred percent thought it was Hugo Weaving. Um, mm-hmm. When I found that out, like when I knew he was coming on the show, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> wait, what? What? Uh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that was, yeah. What the fuck? Holy shit. Um, huh. He's good at impressions. What can I say? Um, yeah, this is going to wrap it up for us today. We're running over a little long. So um, I'm going to throw it out there for socials. Dan, was anybody can find you at, please? For sure. Uh, you can find me at Stark Evil Vash on just about every platform, except for Twitter, where I am Stark E Vash, S D A R K Y V A S H. Um, so feel free to follow me or check out what I've got going on there on Twitch and or the Instagrams. So those are the ones. Nice, 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 yep. nice, nice. Uh, you can find me on socials at Pagan Plays on Twitter, at Pagan underscore plays on Twitch and Instagram. Those are the most active socials, so feel free to follow me there. Um, just to throw out as well, if you guys have any men- membership questions for Retro Replay, send them to members at retroreplayshow.com um, and we'll be able to get back to you and answer those questions as well and set you up for the website, etc. Pagan will get them answered. And I will get them answered <laughs> in a day or so mm-hmm. because time zones, like just coming right um no. or attempt to ask me and i will not be able to answer your question because i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah you can just dm one of us it's fine we will get you the answer if you have questions about membership or the retro replay show in general mm. um and lastly thank you so much for retro replay for everything that you do because without you this show would not be possible we would not be here talking about you right now uh Find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Replayer Podcast. We launch um, episodes every Wednesday on all the favorite podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. And you can also find us now over at RetroReplayShow.com, the new Retro Replay Show website. Um, we have our own mm-hmm. little section on there. So you can feel free to click in, find out more about the show in this week's episode. And then it'll give you links to watch yeah. or listen. Mm-hmm. Find our, mm-hmm. little, our little pocket on their website. On Retro yeah. Replay. <gasps> it's under podcasts. <laughs> Major hint, big hint. Under the podcast. Under podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in case you just, didn't know. <laughs> just in case you were wondering, like, what does podcast mm-hmm. mean? That's us. The what now? Uh, and the Retro Replay podcast, of course. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining, everybody. Mm. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to our nonsense. Bye. Thanks for <laughs> listening to this. Game over, folks. Bye. And game over. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.